If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. What big news we woke up to today, Steelers Nation. Deshaun Watson out for the remainder of the season, (laughs) getting shoulder surgery. Goodbye, Deshaun. I normally never feel good about a opposing player getting an injury. I want to take a team on at full strength. I don't want to see some of these athletes get hurt. Normally. But but when you're a scumbag off the field, eh, as long as it's not like, you know, a head injury where you're going to be paralyzed or something like that, you hurt your shoulder. Tough karma there, Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson. And the Browns. <laughs> Tough karma for the Browns, that too. That $230 million that contract, dude, looks terrible. So much worse the more and more we work into this Deshaun Watson era for Cleveland. But he is done. For the season, he will not start for the Browns on Sunday, obviously, against the Steelers. P.J. Walker will now slide into that role for Cleveland. P.J. Walker has one touchdown and five interceptions on the season so far this year, Jacob. He started twice. He's played in five games. He is 1-1. One one. Do you remember the game that he won? Uh, I don't. It was against the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, my goodness. Yes, really big upset for P.J. Walker in that game. P.J. Walker isn't a quarterback that puts any fear in my heart, but P.J. Walker, I think, is a capable quarterback to win a game 16-13, to which is exactly what kind of game the Steelers get into, which is exactly the type of game that the AFC North typically finds themselves in. I know that the Browns and the Ravens went bananas last week, but normally it's lower scoring. And even if it is high scoring like the Browns-Ravens game, it's always within two, three points of each other. This division is... They got each other's numbers so well. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is good news for the Steelers. Now we can debate, and we will on this episode, the drop-off from Deshaun Watson to P.J. Walker. Four years ago would have been like falling off of a cliff. Now not so sure. I will say Deshaun Watson, second half against the Ravens, 14 for 14. 130 yards, a touchdown. He was flawless in that second half. Best performance as a Brown to date for him, that second half performance against the Ravens. So that's also what I find it so puzzling that he just, you know, is out now and he has to deal with that shoulder injury and it is more severe than they thought. Um, But I think you can question just how big of a drop-off it is if you're a Browns fan. Mm -hmm. And if you put yourself in the Browns' shoes, you still probably think you have a chance at the playoffs. You're 6-3. and You have the best defense in all of football, I think. And we'll talk about that in the next episode, just how good that defense is. Four and four probably gets you in. 500 football probably gets you in. A great defense, and if P.J. Walker avoids turning the ball over, Jerome Ford keeps running the hell out of the football, they can get to 10 wins. They can get four and four. They can be 500 down the stretch. 
Their schedule after the Steelers game, according to EPA, is one of the weakest in the NFL, which is why it's so important for the Steelers to get this win against the Browns because if they don't, then the Browns can really start to roll down the stretch, or at least that's Mm -hmm. what you thought until the news came out this morning. Obviously, an easy schedule gets tougher with the quarterback situation in Cleveland, but I just don't know, you know, if it's wave the white flag time in Cleveland, if it's, ah, wow, we were going to survive without Nick Chubb, but now this is just too much injury luck. We're we're going to have to punt on what was one of the most promising seasons in our franchise's history since moving back to Cleveland. I don't know if that's the case. Yeah, I'm with you. I think they have a good chance The fact that they won that game against San Francisco without Deshaun Watson shows how invaluable, or I guess how much value that guy lacks to that team, right? Yes, exactly. So I don't think for people in Pittsburgh who aren't cheering for an injury and a surgery, but are cheering for the fact that they get to go up against a backup quarterback with the Browns, Thinking that, oh, that just, that'll align the stars perfectly for the Steelers to roll over the Browns in Cleveland, mind you. I don't think that's the case. I still think this is going to be a very tough football game. Oh, I think it's going to be a tough football game. I think it's going to be an ugly football game. Because the Steelers' offense ain't exactly a juggernaut where, right. like, this week, what the Browns does Deshaun Watson being out for this game open up for Kenny Pickett all of a sudden throwing for 300 yards and three touchdowns? Oh, absolutely. But what I think is, you know, when it comes to this, you know, this isn't the matchup for the Browns where they look at and they're like, ah, we're going to have to score 30-plus points to win this game again. And I don't know if we can do that with P.J. Walker now back there. That's not the case with the Steelers If P.J. Walker can score 23 points mm -hmm. to win this game, probably. If P.J. Walker can put up enough points against the San Francisco defense to beat that team, he can do so against Pittsburgh. Oh, for sure Mm -hmm. he can do so against Pittsburgh. Um but I don't know if he will, and I'm feeling a lot more optimism about this game if you're the Steelers. And the split in this Ohio trip was so crucial from the Pittsburgh standpoint. Get that seventh win on the road over these next two weeks and then set yourself up nicely to maybe rip off three straight and get to ten wins and really cruise your way into the playoffs. You know, for the first time in a while, comfortably clinch a playoff spot mm-hmm. if you're Pittsburgh. Um and this just sets up, I think, in my eyes, a much more realistic split. And I thought the split was going to come if it did come with a win in Cleveland, and then I think they're probably going to lose in Cincinnati. Uh, I could be wrong about that. AFC North football is upside down. Yeah, it's hard Cincinnati to just lost at home to Houston. Cincinnati loses at home to Houston. Pittsburgh beat them in Cincinnati last year. Who knows what happens in that game. But the way I was leaning was they might go 0-2 if they force their split probably this week against Cleveland, and now that's definitely the way I'm thinking. Now now I'm I'm willing to say you have got to be 1-0 heading into Cincinnati on this trip. Get a chance to go to 2-0. If you For split, sure. that's fine. You're 1-1. You come back home, lick your wounds a little bit. You have seven wins on the season. Cardinals, Patriots next up, both home games. You're in great shape. But give yourself that opportunity. Just like how we said at the first portion of the season, give yourself a chance to be – Four and one mm-hmm. or three and one heading into that Ravens game. They weren't, so they had to claw their way to a three win mm-hmm. record before the bye week by beating the Ravens. Uh, we said win three out of these four against that stretch of uh, the Jags, the Rams, um, the Titans, and the Packers. They did that, mission accomplished, split this against the Ohio teams, 
really confident that they're going to do that, but I want I want them with a chance to go 2-0. I want them to win this game against the Browns right out of the gate. Yeah, you have to. Uh, especially considering how tough this division is, you want to use every competitive advantage to the utmost ability that you possibly can. And even though we just sat here and said, okay, Deshaun Watson being out, you don't think that's a backbreaker for the Browns as a team. But you use any any advantage you can. And if you think that Kenny Pickett could be better than uh, P.J. Walker, then you you go out there and you show us why you believe that. I mean, Tomlin had his press conference yesterday and said he absolutely, he being Kenny Pickett, has to be better. Here's his chance. Go into Cleveland with a quarterback mismatch and come away with a win. Go 3-0 and in your division for the season to start Set yourself up the best you can before you have to go on the road uh, against the Bengals, who you thought coming into the season was going to be your toughest uh, toughest opponent in your own division. It's all about just setting yourself up for for the best possible outcome. And right now, that's what the up till now, that's what the Steelers have done. They've gone six and three. They are two and zero in the division. They're four and two in the conference. If they beat Cleveland this week, I think. The Steelers are still going to be considered underdogs against uh, when it comes to the spread, but competitively, you believe more so in the Steelers than you do the Browns, especially after losing a quarterback that they paid all that money to just for him to be out for another season. Go three zero in your con- in your division. Go five and two in your conference, and just set yourself up to stack all as many wins as possible. Like you just mentioned, Tom, we had said last week, take care of business against the Packers. At the minimum, split against this division or this this Cleveland road trip between the Browns and the Bengals. You would really feel bad if you went 0-2 against that, that stretch. And then the next three weeks, the Cardinals, the Patriots, and the Colts, you have to sweep them. And if you can beat the Browns this week, that gets you to seven and three. Even if you lose to the Bengals, that puts you at seven and four. If you sweep those teams, the Cardinals, the Patriots, and the Colts, that gets you to ten and four. And that's going to be really hard to choke away a playoff uh, spot when you're ten and four with three weeks left to go. It's going to be extremely hard to do that, and especially given the way this team plays down the stretch in individual games. I can't see them fumbling down the stretch of the entire season, going 0-3 against Seattle, Baltimore, and Cincinnati. And now on the Browns' end of the spectrum of that, you know, it's kind of a similar feeling with me. Um, They got this game against the Steelers. Then it's at Denver. Then it's at L.A., the Rams. Mm. Then it's at home against the Jaguars. It's a tough game. Then it's at, or excuse me, then it's at home against the Bears. Mm Mm-hmm. Might be the easiest game you can get on the schedule. For sure. Them are the Panthers right now. Then it's at Houston, which has now become a terrible game. Yeah. Man, I wish Deshaun Watson was doing was going to be playing in that one. Mm. Could you imagine him going back to Houston while they have their next guy already? Oh, those fans would have been brutal. They were, what, one year away? Because last year, his first game eligible to come back was against Houston. Uh-huh. Right? I think that's So right. they were one year away. Uh, then, that. then they got the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 and then, of course, they finished the season in Cincinnati against Joe Burrow's Bengals. You beat the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. You beat the Bears. You beat the Rams or the Broncos. That's three wins for the Browns. You know what? P.J. Walker is giving me a little bit of doubts, even though the schedule's not daunting for Cleveland. They are probably in the same shoes that we just illustrated the Steelers being in for this game. 
you got to win this one. You got to get your seventh win, especially now. If they had Deshaun, maybe they do go to Denver and L.A. and win back-to-back weeks. With P.J. Walker, I bet they lose that game to Denver. Especially with yeah, the way that especially Denver's, Denver's playing now. Russell yeah. Wilson seems to be kicking uh, kicking it up a notch. Sean Payton seems to be gelling with the team pretty and well. For the Broncos, they have a game that's winnable this week. I know it's on the road in Minnesota. Actually, oh. I think it's at home. I think they have them. Yeah, they have the Vikings at home this week. It's gonna be a winnable game, and then they get another winnable game now because of the Deshaun Watson injury. the The Broncos could be six and five by the yeah. uh, end of Thanksgiving week. How about that? A month ago, we were looking at Sunday Night Football Vikings at Broncos, thinking, "Oh my God, could that be the worst Sunday Night Football game ever played?" Now it's got a lot of intrigue. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's Broncos be a Vikings. Lot of but getting back to the Browns, I mean, if the Broncos beat the Vikings this week. The Broncos are sniffing the playoffs because that would get them to 500, and then beating the Browns would get them over 500 and well within a playoff spot. And if the Browns lose this week, the Broncos are looking at the Browns saying, this is a threat to us to getting one of those seventh seeds or maybe even a sixth seed. We have to beat them. You know, every team right now, we're, we're in November football now. I believe Alana Roberts said this. We're in November football now. This is where it really matters. Every game matters. The Broncos are going to be looking at that game against Cleveland as an absolute must-win. It's a conference game. It's against a team that's also vying for a wild-card spot. Denver, I don't think is... We, we, we said that we think Denver did a little... Started a little too slow and got hot a little too late. I don't know if they end up making the playoffs, but if they beat Minnesota this week... They absolutely would be looking at that Cleveland game as a must win for them. So I think Cleveland, even though they might not have, as you mentioned, the most intimidating schedule ever, but with PJ Walker there, you just don't know if if against the other teams, like they're just gonna look at this as a reason to go all in for the rest of the way with PJ Walker. Is that a possibility, Tom? Do you think the Browns look at themselves and say well, now we just have to punt on the rest of the season and no. have to start looking forward to 2024? No, I think they're going to be competitive. I think, mm. like I just laid out all episode, I think that they have a path to get to 10 wins still, even with P.J. Walker. Uh, P.J. Walker's not a good quarterback, but I don't think he's an abysmal quarterback. I don't think that, you know, I know he has five interceptions this year, but maybe you try to coach that out of him a little bit, mm. try to make it so he doesn't have to put the ball in a lot of risky situations, then play ball control, let your defense ride the day. I mean, even though I said I think I could see Denver winning that game, I could also see the Browns' defense just shutting them down in, in, yeah. in Denver. Yeah, that's a good so, point. So I, I don't think that he's going to have to, you know, move mountains on offense, score a ton of points for them to get wins. Uh, the, the defense should keep them within games, um, and he doesn't have to be Superman, P.J. Walker, to win them. But it just it definitely did get a ton harder for the Cleveland Browns. And as far as the AFC North is concerned, like, this is a break that kind of everybody needed because every team seven and three, six and three, six and three, five and four, they're all over five hundred. Uh, yeah, they all have their flaws, but they all kind of had, for the most part, their pieces. I know Nick Chubb was out for the Browns, but they've done a pretty good job of of being okay without Chubb. Other than that, everybody kind of has their guys, all their chess pieces on the board. That's really rare. It's rare to see a division this competitive. And it's also rare to see all four teams really avoid the injury bug to a devastating extent. Again, Nick Chubb, bad injury, but you survive it. I don't know if the Browns survive this one. I'm not as confident in that. 
and it is some finally the Ravens, the Bengals, the Steelers can look at okay, maybe one team will finally start to fade back a little bit because none of them have been. I know the Bengals lost last week, but that was just a loss in the middle of a surge that they've been having to get mm-hmm. back over 500, get back in this race. So yeah, they're still in the hunt. Still in the hunt. So maybe, maybe this leads to the Browns falling off the pace a little bit, starting with this loss against the Steelers on Sunday. Um, it's just, again, you are confident as a team that you'll beat anybody no matter who's playing, but you also, in the back of your mind, if you're the three other teams, have to be going, okay. We all caught a little bit of a break here. There's a at least a big variable that's out of the question now for the rest of the season. Yeah, but you know, to your point that you made earlier, even though the the other teams, the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Bengals might say, "Okay, well, thank God we caught a break there," it still might be a four team race, not to get to the division title, but for four teams to make it to the playoffs, because only one team is obviously going to win the division. So it might still be a three team race to get to that playoff spot. Could still be a three-team race. To get I, to I think the other teams, I think the Steelers, Ravens, and Bengals are saying, having a, a momentary sigh of relief, saying, okay, we know one team now has one arm tied behind its back with a quarterback being out, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to count that team out entirely. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. What What do you think it's like to be a Browns fan? I mean, mm. because this <laughs> year has been... I, I know they went to the playoffs with Baker and they won the wild card game against the Steelers, but I feel like this year you think your team's even better than it was that year. On the whole. And Baker was a better quarterback that year than I think Deshaun was this year. But Deshaun had a higher ceiling in your eyes. And the defense, I mean, like I said, next episode we're getting to that defense. It's like number one in almost every major category that you can be number one in, or it's top ten at least. They had to feel like, for the first time since moving back, not only are we good, but we're like a legitimate contender at this point. Even after the Nick Chubb injury we're 6-3. and three. We're beating good teams. We beat the Niners. We just came back and beat the Ravens. We beat the Bengals already this year. You had to be feeling this sense of optimism for your team that has just never been there since the late 90s when they returned. And then it just goes all away, I think, on this injury. Again, your defense is still there. You're going to be a competitive team. 
But as far as being that team that takes the next step, makes a run in the playoffs, I just don't know how you feel confident in that now that Watson's added to the injury shelf with Nick Chubb. Your your two main offensive players are now out for the season. And, I mean, you can't just get any more snake-bitten than that organization. I mean, even when they're good, these things happen to them. These devastating Mm. season-ending injuries happen to them. And now they're going to be tested and are the Browns going to be the Browns? Are they going to fumble down the stretch, win eight games, go eight and nine, maybe nine and eight, and miss the playoffs? Or is this a different culture? Can they deal with this a lot better than they have in the past? I think it's a little bit of column A and column B. I think there's going to be some struggles down the stretch for them. I think they are better yeah. prepared to deal with stuff like this than they were before. Browns aren't really the Browns anymore. Um, I said to Matt Williamson yesterday when we were doing the advanced scout, I'm 29 years old, you're 28. All of our lives, Steelers-Browns has just been like a, an afterthought. It's just been like, oh, we're playing the Browns? Cool, that's an easy win for us on the schedule. Like, la 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 so easy. Sometimes it'd be close and we'd be like, what the hell are the Steelers doing? And then they'd pull it out for the most part. This is like the one week, and, and even the past couple of years, but this week especially, this has to be what it felt like in the 80s. This has to be what it felt right. like when the Browns were really good, and this was a marquee rivalry in the NFL. It still is, but it's such a lopsided results-wise rivalry. Uh, this had to be that juice that you f- those people were feeling back then is what we're feeling now, and I loved it. And now, you know, I'm not saying that the juice is kind of gone, but it did kind of calm me down a little bit. But by Friday, I'm going to be revved back up. I'm going to be thinking, okay, oh, they have to win this game if you're the Steelers because now it kind of shifts from, wow, the Browns are good. This is going to be a tough game. I hope they can pull it out too. They really should win this game now, and – if they lose to P.J. Walker and they have to go to Cincinnati to try to earn that split, that's a, an uphill uh, sledding for them. Without question. I mean, if if you lose to this team, uh, not only does that add another loss to your loss column, but that uh, hurts your division record, hurts your conference record, and if somehow Cleveland stays alive and you kind of falter down the stretch— you know, maybe this loss for the Steelers, if they do lose this game, they look at themselves and say, well, if we can't beat P.J. Walker, who can we beat? Maybe they trip up against one of the Cardinals, Colts, and Patriots. Maybe they do <clears throat> go one and two against uh, the Seahawks, Ravens, and Bengals at the end of the season. And maybe they're stumbling into the playoffs. And maybe because of that Browns game, uh, they have a worse conference record, a worse division record, and they don't have the 2-0 lead over the Browns for a tiebreaker. Maybe they do miss out on something. I agree with you that uh, in recent years, or at least for most of our lives, we've seen the Steelers kind of dominate the Browns. It's just kind of ever been since the Baker Mayfield area, Baker Mayfield era, excuse me, that the Browns have actually had a better team, a much better team than what we were used to growing up. And when they departed with Baker Mayfield but brought Deshaun Watson in, a lot of us were thinking, okay, well, it might not just be big brother, little brother. The roles might even be reversed to to that uh, severe of an extent here. But with Deshaun Watson being out, you have to take, like I said earlier, you have to take advantage any way you can. The Steelers can't just look at themselves and say, oh, well, their defense is still really great. They still have a really good run game. They still have Amari Cooper uh, and David Njoku as the tight end. So they're still the same team despite this quarterback, so we're still going to lose to this team. You can't look at it that way. And as a team that is gritty and pulls out tough wins week in and week out, the Steelers have to have to look at themselves and say, we're just going to do it again. 
matter no matter what happens on Sunday, we're just going to win again, and we have some kind of confidence booster going into this game because of the quarterback mismatch, and it's it's absolutely like I said earlier too. It's it's November f- football from here on out. Almost every you can't just say oh it's too early to call this game a must win now, especially when you're playing in this division in this conference. Sewers need every chance they get to every chance they can get to add to that win column. I just don't know if 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 the departure or if the loss to Sean Watson will really make it that much easier for this team to win on Sunday. Well, we'll keep discussing that. We'll talk about that Browns defense, breaking down the matchup on Sunday between the Steelers and the Browns next. But first, I want to tell you to gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team. At one of the official Steelers Pro Shops located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or the Tanger Outlets, or you visit us online at shop.steelers.com. Tons more Browns talk on the way next on the Steelers Standard. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 